0: Face to Yo yo yo! Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host Anthony DiNardo. With me, our co-host Jim Rosati. Jim, how you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Good. Tuesday. I'm a, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm excited about that new Pirate City connectors that yeah, was leaked last night.
1: <laughs> so I saw you. <laughs> I, I saw you originally tweeted out, and then I went back to your tweet like 30 minutes later and i was astounded by the number of people who thought that that was actually a real leak and like i'm i'm going through the replies i'm going through the quote tweets i'm just like what are these people like going like guys just like look at the it's jersey so just a little bit because <laughs> it's so like, bad your nike logos all messed up the yinzers is just you can clearly tell it's just typed font over top of the jersey it's like guys just look at the image
0: just a little bit and then the Berg verified. Like, <laughs> it was, it and like really on weird. top of that, just the other Baltimore jerseys surrounding it. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, like, come anyways. On. Come on. Yeah. What
0: are we doing here? But uh no, good morning. Pirates are coming off of victory. So that's something fun these time. days. Right. It's about time. Mitch color, uh, hell of a performance. We won't get into it today, but hell of a performance. Yep. They they needed a performance like that, and he delivered in a big way. For sure. Yep. But maybe that will help transition and segue into our show today, because even though Mitch Keller isn't pitching today, there is someone who's supposed to be. Luis Ortiz is getting his call today to pitch. So let's get into our very first shot. Jim, 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 the guy that everyone wanted to start in the rotation this year, Luis Ortiz gets sent down to AAA to start the season. Unfortunately, fortunately for him, Vince Velasquez gets injured. Seems like it'll be short term, though. That's a good thing. Of, like The good news about that is, you know, is we're just kind of skeptic. Is it going to be a long term deal with Vince Velasquez? Jarrington comes out and says that it's most likely going to be short term. So don't know if it's going to be a few weeks. We'll have more details. It seems like I think he said today, right? On Tuesday. Um well
1: Wednesdays are typically the the Todd Tomczyk press conferences of uh terror. So maybe we'll hear something today but I would imagine we'll at least have an update by tomorrow.
0: Right. Okay. So yeah, so with him on the shelf, Luis Ortiz was on the taxi squad last night. We all, you know, were speculating that he was going to get the start because he started a day earlier, only pitched 40, you know, 40 pitches in that sense. Um, so yeah, with him being on the Texas squad in Pittsburgh, I can only assume he's going to start today. Uh, so Luis Ortiz getting his call. It's exciting stuff. I think he's been pitching very well in the minors. We actually talked to him a couple times going back in the prospects talks on this show. So I don't know. What do you want to talk about with Luis Ortiz right now?
1: Um, I, I would just say, you know, I'm excited to kind of see progression. Uh, you know, we saw him at the end of last year he had put together a not necessarily like an overwhelming performance in double a, but he gets the call up because the pirates basically just needed an arm to end the year. So he started four games last season. That's when we all got our first glimpse of him, And, you know, we saw the stuff we saw the, we saw the fastball reach 98, 99 miles an hour. We saw the, with, with movement, we saw the slide, the, the, the nasty slider, um, so I think, you know, you get excited when you see the stuff. Uh, and then now, you know, he he started the season in AAA, has put together a really solid first month in a week or so of the season. Uh, he's gotten seven starts down there, two, two, three earned run average, striking out. Not as many people as you would hope for, but, you know, the the walks are where you want to see it. Um, and and yeah, he's getting, he's getting really good results. The stuff apparently isn't as high as it was when he was in majors last year. So maybe we saw some just like an adrenaline boost at the end of last year. I'm not entirely sure, but he seems to be pitching really well on AAA. Um, the one time that I saw him in person, he looked excellent. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm looking forward to seeing that slider and just kind of the way that the pirates have been using their pitching this year they've really been leaning on those like plus plus pitches that they, that they possess. And so, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see, you know, what's, what's the pitch mix going to be like today, tonight. Are they, are they going to lean on that slider? Uh, Yeah. I'm looking forward to the start because
0: he, and he kind of gets the ease in against a subpar opponent also. Right, there's that part. Yeah, the the Colorado Rockies lineup isn't that devastating, and like I said last night, and it's also in Pittsburgh this time, and not in Colorado. So good for Luis Ortiz in that sense. But you're right, and I just want to remind people, just in case they forgot, because you're talking about how Luis Ortiz was, you know, touching and hitting 98 and 99. He got caught up in September after 124 innings pitched in the minors. So this wasn't just like you know, hey, I've only pitched like 30 innings this year. My arm's fresh. Mm-hmm. He averaged 98.4 miles per hour on his fastball, and he's a starting pitcher. This is the dude, like, that's. this is what's so fascinating about his fastball, Mm -hmm. is the velocity was there, but he maintained it, like, almost his entire start. (laughs) I mean, he was pumping 99, 98, like, the entire time. So, you know, like you said, like, we saw that fastball and right this ladder. This is what I think is, like, I'm kind of intrigued with him as well, because Everyone talked about that third pitch. You know, we, we need that third pitch. That's why he's in the minors. got to develop that third pitch, you know, like that changeup that he had and such. And then, like you said, the Pirates kind of veered and said, well, Ronzi, we're going to make you more or less a two-pitch guy. Your slider is really, really good. Just throw that, like, over 50% of the time, and, and you're cool there. You know, and Vince Velasquez, we're going to bring you in. You have a really, really good slider. Just throw that a lot, too. So it's like they've turned guys into two-pitch players while – telling this guy he can't be here because he's only a two pitch player but mind you we'll, we'll forget about that but yeah that's why i'm intrigued because it's like this is like this new pirates philosophy in a sense and Luis ortiz certainly fits that mold because he's got two plus pitches there in those so yeah i really wanted to see like how they're going to utilize him uh and how effective that slider is tonight like last year he used a slider 37 of the time fastball was 57 percent so it's like, is that gonna be all the same, or is there gonna be like you said, like very slatter heavy? So um yeah, I'm I'm real intrigued by him. I I'm excited. Like this is a this guy came out of nowhere last year. When he got that start, Everyone's like, who
1: Yeah, like I, I feel like you know the 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 die hard people knew who he was, but he's, he was never really a guy that you were like counting on being a future staple of the rotation. Right. Uh, and then when you saw him in the majors you were like
0: oh okay um, <laughs> yeah. That's the i best need to reevaluate
1: like i need to reevaluate my opinion on this person so yeah no i like i said it, it's a it's an exciting start um the pirates are coming off a seven game losing streak you know they 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 get the shutout yesterday so you know you're hoping things are starting to turn back around and yeah i, I Luis Ortiz first start of the year. This is must see TV. He's a fun young pitcher to watch. Um, you know, you can use baseball savant to fit a lot of your narratives if you want to. So, just to kind of fit a quick narrative here, you know, they they compare him right. They, um, they compare his velocity and movement. Yes. Like who are the who are the pitchers that he looks like the most? And listen, to these names: Sandy Alcantara, who won the Cy Young last year. Hunter Green, who you know we all know, just nasty. Luis Castillo, who I don't think you want to cy Young ever, but you know, he's been really, really good for a long time. Uh, and then Garrett Cole. <laughs> so the pitchers who Statcast says this guy resembles make you excited about what Luis Ortiz has to offer. You so know what my... no
0: one has ever said about those pitchers?
1: my narrative
0: who (laughs) yeah everybody knows those guys yeah those are like some sexy ass comps and like you said you can use the fit narratives and understand what that means not not here we're not touting that he's going to be garrett cole or any of those guys but like that's what we're talking about like this stuff this is why you're excited about him because it's like wow that plays <laughs> like this isn't just a hoax and like where this guy came out of nowhere and he was beating up on something like 19 and 20 year olds. He has some legit things to work with here. Um, And it's mind you like what he's coming off of right now. So, you know, on the season he's pitching pretty good. He's 2.23 ERA in his 32 innings uh this year in the minors. So, you know, it's kind of carrying over where a lot of players and we'll maybe talk to you a little bit here where like a lot of the players haven't got off the hot starts for the Pirates, you know, in the in the minors. Luis Ortiz is not that guy. He certainly has been playing and pitching well. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is also a case where he's one of the better pitchers and you could, you could debate whether it's going to be him or Priester. He's showing he belongs here right now. Not so much with Priester. Yeah. And he's been going deeper,
1: you know, in his last couple of games, his his last two starts before, you know, his three inning pseudo bullpen session the other day, um, six innings, six innings, gave up two runs in both of those. So you know he's he's stretched out you hope that he can give you 5 or 6 you know when we saw him in his limited time last year he seemed to be more of a you know a a heavy volume on throwing a lot of pitches so you know come the 5th inning like he was done so it'll be also interesting to see has he changed in that regard or is he going to be a guy who you hope to get 5 out of him
0: that's a good point too yeah very much so so again very excited to see his start today um, probably going to be sent down here, I'd imagine, soon enough once Vince Velasquez gets healthy. Uh, but make the most out of your time here, and that's what I'm excited to see. Absolutely, all right. So, I guess to get to our double shots, there was a transaction made yesterday as well. Chris Owings coming up, which got us talking about this Pirates middle infill depth. So, let's get into that. <laughs> So uh, it's been a rough week, let's say, defensively for this team. And I think it's really been exposed. Um, like, well, first off, just the, the the talent of the lineup we've talked about, like the depth isn't there, right? You know, a few guys get injured and, like, this lineup is looking pretty, pretty weak. But also in the same sense, that kind of goes along with, like, the middle infield. I think we're like o- O'Neill Cruz is out, obviously, right? It was forcing Casher to play second – I'm sorry, short – then there's Bay, there's Mark Cano, there's Mark Matthias, if you want to technically label him a middle infielder by his play. Um, and it's been awful defensively, right? So yesterday, Matthias gets sent back down. Chris Owings comes up a much better infielder, although not a great infielder. So like solidifies it defensively, but got us kind of talking. This infield depth is, is, is it's pretty weak. Put it that way it's it's pretty weak you know and you say that in the sense of ben charrington's been targeting a lot of middle infielders in his tenure here you would hope it wouldn't be a chris owings making that call out of need it would be more like a, hey maybe nick gonzalez being here or Mercano is certainly that guy or, or or such so yeah what do you want to get into with the middle infield right now I think we can we can kind of go a different a few different ways with this. Um, one,
1: Rodolfo Castro kind of was the guy there for quite a quite a bit of time. Like when Cruz went down, they were like, "Okay, we're going to have to lean on Castro to play shortstop." Castro now has played shortstop just twice in the last six games. Um, he seems to be good, kind of moving more towards you know back to second base. Uh, and, and it was just like Castro's got the athleticism. He's capable of play, playing the position. But honestly, he's just he misses too many of the routine plays. Like it was just too many routine plays that he wasn't making that you quite frankly, just have to have those plays be made by your shortstop. Right. Um, we saw them cost them, you know, dearly in the Tampa Bay series, just multiple errors all over the field. Um, and Castro was a part of that. So, you know, you're moving Castro back to second base. It seems like um, that that's going to be the plan. Um, Chris Owings, you mentioned gets a call up. Yeah. It's just, it's a little disheartening that like you've got to go to Chris Owings. You've got to go to a 31 year old journeyman who can't hit like a lick. Um, he is capable of playing the shortstop position. Like he's, he's a shortstop. Uh, he, he can move around and do other things as well, but you know, he, he plays shortstop. He's a better shortstop than anybody else on the roster. He just can't hit. Um, and he's not great defensively, but like he, he's capable of playing the position, but yeah, Marcano. he got three straight starts at shortstop this past week. Um, he didn't look great. G1 uh, Bay hasn't played since Friday, so he hasn't played the last three days, uh, so it, he's perhaps fallen out of favor as well, because he also has looked quite bad uh, defensively, uh, especially in the infield. Uh, he's looking better in the outfield than in the infield. So, yeah you mentioned you wish it could be another guy. Yeah. You, you wish that like Nick Gonzalez was the guy that you called upon right here or uh over is the guy that you call upon right here. But here we are 2023, what three years after acquiring both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And here's Chris Owings, 31 year old Chris Owings being called up. And I think Owings will be capable. Like I said, he's going to be capable of doing the, the, the the small things that shortstop that you need him to do. Um, but yeah, it's a little, it's a little disheartening. I mean, you don't, you don't want to see Chris Owings. He's just kind of there, but he, he should hopefully provide at least a little stability defensively. I'm just, I'm curious to see how much they go, go to him. Like, is he going to be the everyday shortstop going forward just to make sure like, Hey, we have a shortstop or are they still going to kind of mix and match Owings, Marcano, Castro, Bay, are they gonna are they gonna do this thing? I I am kind of interested to see how they how they move forward with that.
0: You make a good point there, like how they're gonna utilize him. Um I, I think what you're saying is absolutely correct, right? Like he can play it. That's that's a plus right now because no one can. And like this kind of goes back to like the whole Kevin Newman talk. You know, I was perfectly comfortable with them moving off from Kevin Newman because he's not a good player. Let's not take away at bats from Castro and Bay and Marcano, like let's see these guys develop, right? Let's get them in the lineup. So this is kind of a scenario. Like, this is almost like if they had Kevin Newman on the team, how would they utilize him? So I hope not often, but, like, it is nice to have someone capable of playing shortstop. Um, so maybe, like, in a later innings, he's there to replace somebody <laughs> um, and maybe, get, you know, give someone a day off or such. He comes in last night, right away starts, and then, ironically, like you're saying, he's not a good hitter, and boom, there's a hit <laughs> right off the bat. But, mm. hey, Austin Hedges got a double. So anything could happen last night. Yeah, it was a weird Talked night. The Rockies. <laughs> um, It was actually kind of funny talking of memes and such. I had one ready to go about Austin Hedges and Chris Owings being the same player. And then he got a hit. And I was like, well, can't use that. And then Hedges got a hit. And I was like, well, I guess I can. <laughs> Hedges um, got
1: two hits, didn't
0: he? He got one. Who he got had one. Okay, he had the. One. Oh, he that's right. His that second one. Well, he had the double, and then he should have had another double. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. But anyways, um, yeah, Chris Owings is also not going to lengthen this lineup. That's like the one thing outside of Bay and Marcano who aren't hitting. Castro's defense is, it's it's a challenge, but the dude's still hitting, and he showed last night he made it two nothing. You know, you look at him on the year. He's batting 263, 366, slugging 442, good enough for a 124 weighted runs created plus. You know, Castro has certainly improved on many fronts offensively, defensively, I could say like, no, Um, but that's like, okay, maybe we're finding that's what he is. Um, And like as a second baseman, you're kind of okay with that, especially if that production is going to be there offensively. But certainly, like you said, like he's not a shortstop. He's playing out of position. It's it's harsh, but like you can't totally blame him for playing a position that he shouldn't be playing, right? It's like back to the yeah. Josh Vameter stuff. Like he's not a first baseman. It's not Charrington. It's not his fault that Charrington didn't employ one, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not totally his fault that Ono oh, Cruz went down. There's no other shortstop on the team right now. But um, I think we're finding out. Certainly, like it's, he's also not a backup.
1: Yeah, I I think at this point you've got to pretty much you've got to play Castro every day, whether that be at second short or spelling Hayes every other week or so at third. Right. Um, so yeah, he's got to be in the lineup. Uh, the bat is just it's too impactful to not not have in there. Um, if you're gonna give him an off day, have it be against a righty. But but yeah, I mean the 124 weighted runs created plus that Castro has, you've got to be happy with that. He's sitting right between Ozzy Albies and Gleyber Torres in that category when it comes to second baseman. So, yeah, like he is a he is a, he is a plus hitting second baseman in in the major leagues right now. So, yeah, you're gonna take that from Castro, absolutely. So he's got to be in there. And then, yeah, like I, I, I'm just curious to see what they do here. I think if it were me, like I'm to the point now where like I need a shortstop who can make plays. Like I'd, I'd probably. I, I hate to be saying this, but, like, I'd probably be playing Owings the majority of the time at shortstop. Like, I, I want – I would – if you're giving me the option, who would you rather see in the lineup, Owings at shortstop or Marcano and Bay at second or Marcano at short? Like, I'm probably – probably going Owings just, just from, like, the – the, the stability they can give you defensively. Because that's, that's a position where you need to be able to count on your shortstop. If a ball is hit towards him, he needs to make the out. And they haven't had that really all year.
0: Yeah. I can't fault you. Like, this isn't uh, – I can't put up that much of an argument. And I think it was back to the Newman situation. Like, I can't give you that much of an argument. This is my preference. But your point is just as valid, I feel like, as the one I was making. Um, Also, with that being said, it's not as if Bay's pushing anyone. Like, it's not where, like, Castro's offense is saying, I still deserve to be here. Bay can't play defense, can't play offense right now. Marcano, to, to not as bad of a degree as him, but the same thing. So it's not as if, like, they're challenging for playing time as well and saying, like, I deserve to be in the lineup. So you like your your points being validated there in that sense also. Um and I think that's that's why too, like him being there last night, like hey, we need to get a win. Mitch Keller's on the mound. Like, let's not blow this by having like three errors behind Mitch Keller and pissing him off. <laughs> not that yeah. he would, but you know what I mean? Like Keller's on the mound, let's have a sound game. It's not gonna be great offensively, but that kind of bodes well for Keller. Like there's confidence in him. You're gonna piss a gem. We don't need to have seven eight nine be amazing, right? Let's have some combat hitters at the front. And and, the, and he, he pitched the gym. He did just that. Owing's help stop because yes, he made some plays. Nothing like outstanding last night, but he made the plays that was needed. There was no yeah. overthrown ball for you know missing out on the double play or, or whatnot. So yeah. I'll
1: add I'll add this good a good comment here in the uh, the chat, but um Triolo has been hurt all season with a wrist injury, right? He started his rehab assignment in Bradenton last week. Um, you know he mentions they they were supposed to be the shortstop depth and yeah. and yeah so Triolo keep an eye on him guys because yeah like when Triolo is back healthy and and maybe get him I said I, I hopefully they move him from Brainton to Indy here shortly but once Triolo has some games under his belt and you feel comfortable with him I think you got to immediately turn to Triolo at short. I think that's 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 if if he can hit at Triple A AAA, even just a decent amount, I think you got to make the switch. Triolo's your shortstop.
0: I'm with that. I would just rather have him here than Owings. Hmm. But I would also just say don't expect much <coughs> defensively. Yes, it's. Can Brian Hayes light, and that's not in a sexy way. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I mean, he's been able to hit at every level. He makes
1: contact, the solid strikeout rates. He gets on base. He's got a tiny bit of pop. I I think Triolo, if, if he can play the position well, which, you know, by all accounts, he can, because he is elite defensively at third base. Right. He does play shortstop, um, you know, every now and then. So I think, yeah, look for Triolo to get some shortstop playing time when he moves to Indianapolis. And as long as he looks good, I gotta think. You, I think you gotta turn to him, just because he can probably provide a little bit more for you offensively than Owings probably and defensively too. Marcano, and maybe not Bay, but you know, Bay we've seen can't play infield. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of proven that a couple times. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like at his natural second base position. This isn't where he's off position. He's at second base, and yeah. you're shaking your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So, so there's that, and that probably would happen soon enough. I would imagine too.
1: Yeah. So keep an eye, keep an eye on Jared Triolo.
0: He may be the next guy. There you go. Well, let's talk about some other guys. Maybe keep an eye out on maybe somebody you talked about a few weeks ago. prospect time <laughs> well uh we could do the usual and just say henry davis is tearing it up i guess let's have a quick rundown henry davis tearing it up get promoted soon to triple a any rodriguez back from health uh um or i should say hack healthy from an injury doing whatever and then luis ortiz is still dominating and he's making his call up where else do we want to go from here yeah so um
1: at the end of our first prospect update we had two weeks ago. I um, I told you all, pay attention to Emmanuel Torero in Bradenton. 20-year-old outfielder, um, lefty, um, was off to a really hot start after he had a really good complex league, after he had a really good DSL stint as an 18-year-old. So um, this is his first year of full-season ball, and... Yeah, kind of at the two week update mark, he's looking really good. So I, I want you to kind of like I said, he's not you're not he's not going to show up on top thirty prospect lists right now, uh, mainly because again it, he hasn't played a full season of minor league baseball to date. But uh, yeah, it's like just continue to keep an eye on him because he is still impressing uh, through twenty four games in Bradenton. Now he's got two homers. He's hitting 430 on base percentage. 477 slugging he's got a 154 weighted runs created plus uh down there in single a yeah just another like a new fresh name keep an eye on him maybe he sucks maybe he doesn't but everywhere he's stopped so far he's performed uh so like there's something there and he's not he's not like someone who's too old for his level like he's age-appropriate uh, all the underlying statistics look good. His walk rate looks good. His strikeout rate looks good. Everything looks good when it comes to him. And, uh, yeah, just put him on your radar. If he's not on your radar, it's like, just like someone to check in and see how he's doing every now and then put him on your radar and Manuel Torero. There you go.
0: Yeah. yeah. And he has been, um, I guess maybe just staying and sticking there. We haven't talked too much about this kid. Obviously he's, you know, he's been injured for most of the season. He's come back. He had a nice game to begin with. He's been struggling recently, but I guess Tamar Johnson, just to kind of bring it up because he is the big, you know, well, it's the short guy with the big name <laughs> after last year's draft. Um, he's struggling quite a bit right now. He's striking out a lot, but I guess it's what I want to add in here too because it seems like those, as much discourse you can have around Tamar Johnson right now, there's been some. Um, chill. He's coming off of an injury. I know the numbers are really, really bad right now, and I mean really bad. He's batting 154. Striking out, like I said, over 40%. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's at exactly right now. Um, 48.5%. 48.5%. Yeah. So, like I said, it's really bad. But it also is just 26 at-bats. Just coming off the injury, getting back to the lineup. Um, But he is struggling. So, let's put it out Mm -hmm. there. He is struggling very bad right now. Uh, But give it some time. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's
1: any need to be concerned with Tamar Johnson just, just yet it's, it's been nine games. He missed spring training. Uh, he, he basically was, it was like six, eight, it was, it was like six weeks where they just, he just had no baseball activities. So look at this as like, this is kind of Tamar Johnson's spring training, like he's going through spring training right now. I wouldn't pay yep. too much attention to it. Let him have like, you know, three full weeks, four full weeks of baseball under his belt. And then we can start really assessing them. Uh, so I would say maybe, you know, Give him till the end of the month to kind of just ease into the season. Once June hits, though, yeah, you you can't be striking out half the time in in, uh, A-ball. That that would be extremely concerning. And it would go against everything that we've been told, you know, about him being just like a plus, 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 plus hitter. So uh, I'm, again, not concerned with it right now. It is something to keep an eye on. Obviously, you should be watching Tamar Johnson anyways and keeping an eye on him. He is um, by... By most uh, publications, he is the number one or the number two prospect in the system. So, yeah, someone you should be keeping an eye on. Uh, but uh, I would not read into his first nine games of the season too, too much just because he had no spring training. Fair enough. All right. Um, anyone else in Bradenton want to talk about? Move on. Um, I don't think there's anyone else in Bradenton. Um, there's a couple people, though, in uh, – Greensboro, I think we can we can hit on if we just want to kind of move up the
0: system. Yeah. I kind of want to start with Solomeno. Let's do that. Uh he had a another a good start this last time out this week. So he pitched four innings. I'm sorry. Yeah, four innings, uh two earned, but eight strikeouts. So the the strikeouts are kind of coming back, and it was wasn't really heavy strikeout, you know, and high walks early yeah. on, but the walks seem to be taming down a little bit. Uh, strikeouts are out there. So, yeah, four innings, two earned runs, four hits, two walks, eight strikeouts. Looking better. On the season now at three, oh geez, what, a 386 ERA. Um, 396. Yeah. So that's coming back down. So things are looking better for him. Certainly a pitcher that, you know, you want to keep your eye on that we've been talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, you love the strikeout numbers, uh, 12.24 strikeouts per nine. He's got a strikeout rate of 31%, so that's up about 4.5% from last year. So, yeah, got to really like that. The walks are up, but they've been in a little bit more in check recently than they were in the beginning of the year. Uh, he did give up his first home run. Uh, he's given up two home runs. He didn't give up a single home run last year in Bradenton, which was kind of crazy. Uh, but he is now in a very hitter-friendly ballpark in Greensboro, so he has given up a couple there. Uh, yeah, the, the strikeouts are encouraging to see. Um, you know, I don't think we. You know, he's he's again eight strikeouts in two of his last four starts. So, yeah, he's uh, he's trending in the right direction after kind of a rough, rough uh, outing. His second time out. Yeah. Everything you see there is good. The, the, the stuff is, by all accounts is, is getting better. His velocity up from last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's doing, he's doing the things you want to see. And he is really young for the level. Like he is, he's 20 years old now in high a, so he is facing guys who are older than him and more developed and have seen, you know, pitching like him quite a few uh, times. So yeah, the average age in uh, in the South Atlantic League is 23 and three months. So he's basically three years younger than the average age in his league. Uh, so, yeah, I mean,
0: you got you like what you're seeing out of him right now. Yep, sure. And that's something we talked about early on. Well, uh, we were kind of excited about that. It seemed like that aggressive approach with him and Bubba Chandler both there. So we liked it. And so far, so good. Yeah,
1: another guy in Greensboro, too. Um, yeah, Bubba Chandler, he isn't off to as great of a start as Alamedo. The strikeouts are there, but so are the walks. The walks are, yeah, real high. Um, and, and a pitcher like this, someone who didn't pitch a lot in high school, he doesn't have a lot of just he, he doesn't really have the basics down, right? He, he hasn't he hasn't thrown as many pitches as someone like Salmedo, so he's not going to be as developed or as polished. Like you're going to see the stuff, and you're going to go, "Wow!" But he's he's not going to have the command that 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 someone would have at age 20 who's been pitching their entire life. So I, I, he's he's just somebody. He's going to take time. You know, Bubba Chandler is not someone who's going to just fl- fire through the minor yes. leagues because he's got to develop. So be patient with him. Uh, but the stuff is still really, really exciting. Um, so, yeah, he, he's just kind of
0: someone you gotta, you just gotta be patient with him because he's just not
1: polished right now.
0: Yep, I'm glad you say it because I feel like that's something we're gonna have to say quite a bit with him. Just is what it is, you know. Like I'm not too focused on the ERA number at this point in time, like you're saying, because that like he's talented. It's it's almost if you want to compare him to like the major league aspect it's like Rodolfo Castro, right? Like you want to be patient with him because you see the talent there. Not that Castro has not played baseball his life. That's why he's doing it. But I mean, like you see the talent there. You want to like watch it develop and, and go there. And like, that's what Bubba Chandler is. Like he's very talented. He doesn't pitch. He was, and also he was a two-way player. So he was focusing, like not only was he a, like a two-sport guy, (laughs) he was playing football and baseball. Now he was also playing two positions in baseball, right? He was a hitter and a pitcher. So now that he's focusing just on pitching, like that's what this year is all about development. So, like, mm-hmm. yes, I would never, ever, ever, and I'm like trying to tell people this don't look at the ERA and try to find the success or non-success in that for this year. That's not what this year is going to be about. Um, you want to see it in the future, right? But like this year, he's got a lot of development go under him, and that's what this year will be. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so far, so good, even with Bubba Chandler. Yeah, I mean, you,
1: you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, just Again, the the, like two-way players are gonna develop slower anyways, because there's two things they gotta work on in the same amount of time that other people get to focus on one thing. But then you throw away Otani. Yeah, that's right. Shohei's a little different. He's he's (laughs) the one
0: person in the entire
1: world. (laughs) But then on top of that, you're like, Oh, he was also a top quarterback prospect, you know, in, in high school. So yeah, he's just he's he's gonna He's just going to need time because he has not devoted the, the amount of hours to his craft that other people have
0: at this exactly. point in their, their lives. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, who's next on your list? Um. Do
1: you want to hit on Sung Chay Ching real quick, too? Okay. Also at Greensboro. Yeah. Sure. Uh, he was, again, not someone you'll see on a lot of top prospect lists, but like, Know he's there, like know who he is because the speed's there. He stole thirty-three bases in Bradenton last year, and he hit. Uh, he looked really good in the World Baseball Classic uh, yeah, for uh, was it for Taiwan? I think he mm-hmm. was playing for. Um, Twenty-one years old, small small guy, five foot seven, but like he plays shortstop, uh, and by all accounts, he can play the position really well. Uh, so, like, maybe, maybe, like, here's your defensive shortstop who can hit, who can hit a little bit because uh, they they kind of don't have a lot of those throughout the throughout their entire organization. Uh, but he is crushing the ball too in, in Greensboro. He's got a 141 weighted runs created plus. He's 21 years old, uh, striking out only 15 percent of the time, walking 15 percent of the time. 276, 382, 540 slugging percentage is a slash line. So. Again, another guy where you know you look at top 30 lists, he, he may be on some top 30 lists towards the bottom there. But uh he if he keeps this up, like he's gonna he's gonna rise up those those lists and the speed is gonna be a big part of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very good call. Keep an eye on him. You much he, he's
1: giving me a lot of like like from from like a just a performing in the minors standpoint, uh small, fast, middle infielder, like very, very G1 Bay like. Um, but with more power, uh, and can play shortstop.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yep. Speaking of the power, so in 103 plate appearances, four home runs, four triples, <laughs> three yeah. doubles. So you see the power and speed producing some power as well. <laughs> and again, you saw him
1: perform against good competition this spring in yes. the World Baseball yeah. Classic. Like he he was playing some good teams, and he looked like he belonged.
0: I think he was our very first uh, video on YouTube, right? I think it was I him. Think so yeah. yeah, for the World Baseball Classic. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I
1: guess you know we'll wrap up here, but yeah, Henry Davis continues to just kill the ball. Um, i not. I mean, I know they want him catching every day, and like that's kind of the main focus. But like, I don't know how much longer you can keep him in Double A. Like, I, you gotta start feeling bad for these Double A pitchers soon.
0: I'm starting to feel bad for him. He's going to be bored now.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just just killing the ball. So, right, uh, he's doing exactly what the number one overall pick from two years ago, who was a highly developed college bat, should be doing in double A. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what he's doing. So, yeah, let's uh, let's see if we can get him. Like I, before the season, I didn't know if we were going to see him in Pittsburgh this year, but the more and more the season goes on uh, and we look at the the production from, you know, the major league starting catcher, uh, the more and more I want Henry Davis to
0: move quickly. Well, let's just put it this way. If he was having a 140 win run created type of season right now, you would say, OK, things are good. He's healthy. But with that, he didn't have a whole lot of time beforehand. So, yeah, like, OK, sit down there, whatever. Like, no one expects him to be twice as good as the average player. I mean, when you're basically sitting on a 200-weighted runs creator plus his time, it's like, okay, you know what? You're, you're just simply too advanced. You have to move on. Let's move you up. It's He's done it himself. I don't think anyone expects him to be this good. So, granted. And, again, like, I understand the age, right? But that's, that's why he needs to move up. Yeah.
1: And, and, I mean, the other thing, too, with the age piece, like, he is 23. But – the average age in double-A is 24. You're right. So, um, yeah. So let's uh, – no one should be hitting the way he is in double-A for as long as he has.
0: Chop, chop. Let's let's get moving. That's it. That's it. Yeah. He's close. Like, it's yeah. – hey, Charrington said himself. And the way he's performing here also kind of says – Henry Davis saying it he's ready to face major league pitching. So mm-hmm. get him in W And like you said, maybe he's coming up this year. Maybe a handy, <laughs> maybe it's gonna be handy day. day again. I would love it. Ain't gonna happen, but I would love it. Um, I know it's, we're 40 minutes in. We're going to wrap up here a little bit. I do just want to talk about one other person. And it's a guy we did mention. It's a middle infielder for I just want to mention because he has turned on a bit now, defensively as well. All those challenges. It seems like, you know, jokingly, we talk, Charrington has added a bunch of middle infielders, but they're turning into like more of a DH than a middle infielder. Piguero fits that. He is challenged quite heavily defensively right now. Uh, When Eric was on the show, he talked about him having the yips and such, and it doesn't seem like it's gotten much better. Um, But offensively, offensively, he's turning it around. If you're paying attention right now about Piguero, I know like the overall numbers don't look great, but, you know, he has been hitting better. I think in like the last... 10 plus games he would be over 300 um actually i could probably do that right now <laughs> but uh he has been getting better offensively
1: yeah i mean since april 21st he's hitting 304 429 435 there you go uh so so yeah he's had a pretty solid last two weeks um you know the power is not necessarily there but he's getting on base he's walking a lot not striking out a lot. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Piguero. Like the age still makes him like someone like you can't, you you can't give up on a 22 year old in double A with the, with the kind of tools that he has. He just really needs to put things together and he really needs to figure things out defensively because his value comes from playing shortstop. And if he can't play shortstop, then he loses a ton of that value because then you're looking at just a light hitting second baseman. And we've got plenty of those. Like we don't need any more light hitting second baseman, Denardo. We need a light hitting shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. um like that's where the value comes from. And and if he can't play shortstop, then there's just there's just not much there to be interested about for sure and that's just the i mean that's just the harsh reality he's got six i mean and you can't look at errors especially in the minors cuz it's it's hard like i i fields aren't as well manicured in the minors you get more bad hops but you know he's making an error pretty much every other game at shortstop in the minors he had pretty much the same you know going th- and and you know we saw the the arm issues he he needs to get better like he just needs to get better at playing shortstop or he's not going to have much of a role on this team going forward
0: yeah no all all things fair i just also to keep in perspective being fair he is young there's still some development to be done Um, and he has starting to turn it up so again i'm not ready to write him off but uh, no means is he anywhere near like where i thought he was a year ago yeah yeah no one should be writing him off um but
1: there's le- there are less reasons today to be interested about Paguero than
0: there were a year ago. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, and then I guess anyone in AAA, obviously, like you said, Indy has returned. It's been whatever to this point. He had a three for four night uh, just a few days ago, but um, yeah, it's just kind of kind of whatever, easing him in. Yeah. He did catch, so that's good as well. Uh, I guess, I guess just one person to tout and talk about Kanan Smith and Jigwell. He did get sent down, so he's now a minor leaguer. We can talk about him as a prospect in that sense. Um, it's not going too well for him, though. So, granted, also just 28 plate appearances. He's batting 182, 367, 409. It, it's whatever. It's whatever at this point of time, but the strikeouts are concerning. They were concerning in the majors. Now he's in the minors, and the strikeouts are still kind of there. It's all sort of small sample. He hasn't gotten a whole lot of at bats, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching him because that's another thing. This depth in the outfield is not there either.
1: Yeah. And like another thing, too. Like, a, I mean, another AAA player to, to just mention a lot of people are talking about Nick Gonzalez for some reason. I don't know why. He's still well, not hitting. In like, a he's still, way. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about him in a positive way. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not quite sure why. Like, he's still not hitting. He's striking out 36.8% of the time in AAA. Again. We don't need any more light hitting second baseman. And right now, Nick Gonzalez is a light hitting second baseman. He cannot play shortstop. So like guys don't like get that on your head. He can't play shortstop. If he could play shortstop, the pirates would have played him more than 18 times ever at shortstop in the minors. (laughs) Like, like he's, he has 18 career minor league games at shortstop. He's not a shortstop. So, uh, he needs to get the strikeouts down, like plain and simple. He has to strike out less or he's not going to be a major leaguer. Like you're going to talk about an absolute
0: bust of a seventh overall pick if he can't get these strikeouts down. I think I said about Piguero, like with Nick Gonzalez, I'm almost all the way there where mm-hmm. um, he's out. You just simply can't it's just funny like i feel like some of these type of guys get so much buzz around pirates twitter for some well i say unknown but maybe known reasons um when you have strikeout numbers like this it just doesn't translate like if you're seeing a guy who's striking out 40 of the time in the minors just don't talk about it that should be your number one rule like don't talk about him (laughs) because that doesn't translate and that's where nick gonzalez is at this point in time and like mind you also, when you if you just want to ignore that part and look at his numbers and say, well, he's batting 268, 347, still only a 98 way to run credit plus. That also comes with a 426 beta. Like, and he's also getting lucky to be
1: average right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not even like tearing it up. Like
0: no. Two years he, ago we were talking average about
1: hitter. two years ago, we were talking about another AAA hitter striking out 35% of the time that everybody was clamoring for. And it was like, why? And he was not putting that. monster numbers in AAA. But it didn't, it, like again, it doesn't translate. When you strike out that much in the minors, you cannot be a good major league hitter. You can't, it's not possible. You, it doesn't happen. There are no use cases, like, there are no cases of you saying, oh, this guy who struck out 30 some percent in the minors is a good major leaguer. There, you, could, you could make Joey Gallo, maybe. But like, that's one guy ever i need to put out that list again. i have a <laughs> like, spreadsheet <laughs> it's one guy ever and so like if you think nick gonzalez is, is is joey gallo then by all means talk about him but right now he's not he's, he's not gallo. an interesting prospect by any means until he gets the strikeout numbers down right and, and i i love nick gonzalez like you you look in like i I'm a baseball card collector. I put a lot of money in the Nick Gonzalez baseball cards, unfortunately, because guess what? They're not worth as much now as they were when I bought them.
0: Yep, it just is what it is. I just feel like he is he's going to be that I, if I'm the bet, if I'm going to invest money, I'm not investing into baseball cards. I'm investing in saying that he's going to be a bust at this point. It is unfortunate, but that just is what it is at this point. Um, and, and and right, you know, you can't you can't be doing that type of stuff. So it is what it is, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to Nick Gonzalez turning this team around. That's not that's not how it's going to happen. He can't He's, turn the Indians around, let alone the. If pass. you if you didn't like
1: Mark Matthias, you will you would hate Nick Gonzalez. Like Mark yeah.
0: Mathias is just clearly
1: the better baseball player,
0: and, it's and Nick Gonzalez clear. is going to be eaten alive right now facing major league pitching. Yeah. So, all right. It's forty-eight minutes in. I don't necessarily want to end on such a depressing note, but is there anything else you want to talk about? Hey, Luis Ortiz tonight. Let's there get excited. Um, yeah, must see TV. Luis Ortiz first start of the year. There you go. We'll ha- be live at the post game afterwards. So tune in, and then I guess it's Tuesday. So I guess Cody will be streaming today as well. The show at three o'clock. Yes. So make
1: sure you tune in if that's your thing. MLB the show, Cody, three o'clock Eastern.
0: Yeah. Bring us right into louis ortiz start so check that out fun day it's always a good day on tuesdays so all right we'll see you then talk to you later bye bye see you guys hey you all thank you for watching
1: i know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible so uh, i know it doesn't seem like a lot but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page. It helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go, Bucks.